Good morning and welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Taryn and Mon. And before we get back to our interesting interview, I just want to quickly say thank you to Rachel who called up earlier to chime in about our plastics debate. We are sending you a CD to say thank you, Rachel. That's full of plastic. We're really sorry, but it is coming. <laughs> it does come in a, <laughs> in a plastic CD, case. Plastic case. You'll love the plastic. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're here with uh, Lawson Walters who has been yep. sharing his testimony. We've learned that he grew up in a completely non-Christian home and he was having, um, at a quite a young age, a highly successful career in motorsports as a um, motor bike racer. Yes. Not dirt bike, motor bike. And uh, and we're just about to find out how it all went derailed. Yeah. Tell us everything, Lawson. The the derailing. Um, Yeah, so so after two years of living in Spain, racing in the Junior World Championship, um, and if I could sort of describe that experience like from racing and results point of view, it was like... It was tough. It was it was really tough. Um, I had some struggles just with equipment, and I crashed a lot. Um, had a you know few few big crashes, but um, yeah, after after two years of, of racing in Europe, I come home to Australia just for your you sort of regular um, summer. <laughs> well, like what they call the summer break. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry, the winter break for them because it's like snowing and mm-hmm. like it's our summer though. So it's cool. I actually missed. Um, winter. You do back to back summers. Yeah, just yeah. back to back summers. Yeah. I had amazing tan. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, I, I come home to Australia, and um, just in that time, um, a lot of things financially went went downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, one of those things, um, I I would say the main thing was my my parents um, uh, split up, and their their company they had this sort of um, yeah, metal engineering construction type company, and that sort of fell apart financially, um, just due to some some law stuff, and and yeah, um, I come and yeah home and to just a very gnarly situation, um, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it sort of immediately became apparent that there was no opportunity for me to to go racing anymore, especially in in Spain, um, because like bike racing is an expensive sport, um, yeah, and like I was saying, you know that sort of stepping stone from being from paying to be paid like it's that's like the biggest leap that you make and it was it was yeah it was rough that i was sort of in that sort of space Mm -hmm. um yeah everything financially just sort of fell apart at that point um and yeah come home like yeah november 2015 living in an apartment on the beach in spain um you know living the the motorbike life and you know february 2016 i'm at home selling our house um we had just you know um you know the the instant cash pawn shop places we mm-hmm. just you know put a lot of our car like we had you know a couple cars between the family and you know put those through the pawn shop and and just yeah um yeah struggling mm-hmm. struggling mm-hmm. um and yeah like i said there was <coughs> at that time there was just no opportunity for me to to go racing immediately um which must have been quite devastating considering you yeah. basically dropped your whole life to take it up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was I was dedicated. Like, I put a lot of work into my racing. You know, I was doing lots of time in the gym. Like, no joke, like five hours a day. Oh, wow. And, you know, mm-hmm. physical training and, and, you know, the diet and the exercise and the practice and working with the team and doing all those things to just just being completely out of opportunity um, to continue. That was – it was rough and it really took a toll on me. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, and then, um, I mean, how many years was it? You know, in this in this time frame, like, did you like you must have grown up pretty quick, coming home and suddenly having everything like ripped away from you? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd say, like, yeah, it was. I guess when we when we're talking about time frame, what do you mean? Like, oh, as in like this? You know, you come home and you mm. have this like devastating change, and this change must be must be ongoing for a while, right? Yeah. Well, it was yeah, it was um, it was a while, but my life was was changing through through that you know Mm -hmm. um basically yeah i was i was in australia and like i I saw that there was no opportunity for me to race so i decided that the the best thing for me to do would be to to like you know just do anything i could to to be successful at something Mm -hmm, i guess mm -hmm. in a way um that was my mindset that i needed to to be achieving something or successful or something so I, I immediately, you know, went to TAFE as someone, you know, I, I didn't have my, my year 12 or anything like that. So I went to TAFE and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to do the diploma course in IT and then I'm going to get a job and just work until I can go and race again. Um, but even that, like I went to TAFE um, and I was there for like 10 weeks mm-hmm. and unfortunately, like we didn't have, I didn't have the money to pay for my TAFE. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like $1,700 for mm-hmm. a semester and mm-hmm. I didn't you know our family didn't have that because we were just struggling big time Mm -hmm. um and so like i went to centrelink and tried to to pick up some funds that way but i got denied just they they were like oh yeah your parents had too many assets in the last quarter for us to Uh, you know necessitate mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. giving you money even though we had nothing Mm -hmm. um so yeah that just left me in this sort of i guess limbo state where i yeah just really and was this the state in which you met god yeah well in that time, I went through a really, really harsh depression mm-hmm. um, of, yeah, that, that sort of period of, you know, feeling like I'd sort of failed um, until the point where, yeah, I, I really struggled with, you know, yeah, depression and, and self-harm and eventually suicide. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, this was about six months after I'd stopped racing and, you know, yeah, got into alcoholism and, yeah, just really, really destructive life path. Mm, a tailspin. Um, yeah. Um, and went through some pretty heavy stuff um, until, yeah, I met God. How, how did you meet God? Okay, okay, how, yeah. This you, is this know, is what we've been getting get, to. You get yeah. like so far to the bottom and you hit yeah. the ground and like boom, like and, and then people often say it's when you're at the bottom when you're broken when you're lying on yeah. your back and the only way you can look is up. Yeah. But tell us how that happened for yeah, you. Yeah. So it's actually crazy. Um. I was at home. I was living in an apartment with my sister. I actually moved in there. And the next day, um, I was at home. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I got a knock on my door. Mm-hmm. I got a knock on my door. And I, I walked downstairs and opened the door. And these two girls are standing there. And I'm like, man, who, who are these Who are these chicks? Um, and one of them, you know, hands me a business card and says, oh, hi, my name's Jordan. Um, this is my friend Elise. We're from a non-for-profit organization called Rethink. Um, and yeah, we just work in the community and do all this stuff. Um, and I was just standing there like super confused on why they're at my door because both of them were foreign. They both, one was from America and the other was from Finland and they both had gnarly accents. And I was like, <laughs> man, who are, who are these chicks? Like, well, what's going on here? Um, so I asked them like, hey, you know, where are you from? And they started talking about you know, why they're in Australia, how they're working in the community and all this stuff. And so, yeah, we just struck up a chat about travel. Um, it was a really spirit-led tra- uh, uh, conversation, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. um, which then 
ended with these two girls at my door just saying, hey, Lawson, you seem really cool. Would you like to come and come out to dinner with us um, later in the week? And I was sort of standing there and I sort of waited up in my mind, you know, I don't know these people. I've never met them. Um, but on the other hand, it's two girls at my door asking me to go to dinner with them. Yeah. So, like, what am I going to say? No, it's like better than killing yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> at that wow. point, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. And that's sort of – these people ended up being these, these young Seventh-day Adventists. And from there, I met some more young Seventh-day Adventists. And it just grew this this relationship with these godly people. And, and eventually, you know, they started studying the Bible with me um, – started sort of coming to church which at first was they were part of this church plant which Mm -hmm. was yeah just 12 people like on sabbath just 12 people in a living room studying the bible Mm -hmm. and it was like i could start to see just through the evidence in the bible and the people that they were especially um that there was there was something there there was something there like god had something for my life i guess and it's, I think it's really important for us to note that the, that what they did was called friendship evangelism. Yeah, and it's it's often how Jesus, you know, Jesus reached people. He made friends with them first, mm. and uh, and then you know it leads them to asking, you know, what do these people have? You know, why do they have you know such peace, yeah. and such hope, and such wow. happiness? Yeah, is that something you noticed about Dude, them? For sure. Like I could just tell um, that they there was something different about them. The fact that you know they're living in the in a in a society, mm-hmm. um, but you know they didn't drink and they didn't swear and they mm. ate their veggies and they, <laughs> and they just they just had this general love of god which gave them this this love of people mm. um they just love people and they invested in people and i could feel it because they were investing in me mm-hmm. um and they were yeah bringing me closer to god and to faith and it's amazing and it was something that you wanted and something that you ended up hungering after yeah yeah for yeah, sure very cool so you've now you started going to a church plant Tell me a little bit in a second more. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Tell me more, uh, Lawson Walters, yeah. about um, your church experience. So you started going to church yeah. and then I'm guessing at some point you got baptized. Yeah, so um, a guy named Peter Watts ran an evangelistic series here in um, Newcastle. We've interviewed him on the show before. Yeah, mm. and it's crazy. Like, um, yeah, they invited me along. It was actually really cool because um, they were helping facilitate this evangelistic series, this small church plant. And, you know, I'd known them for a couple months and I was coming to all their church programs, everything, because I was just loving it. Mm. Um, and they were like, hey, Lawson, would you want to come to this series we're running? And instead of just, you know, sitting and listening, would you like to stand on the door and, and invite people and greet people and stuff? Um and I was like, yeah, sure. And I super wasn't keen at first. Like, <laughs> I thought it was a bit silly. Um, but, dude, I just got addicted. Like, mm-hmm. they did it in this tent, this big tent in the middle of Newcastle. And mm-hmm. it was just, I just love being there. Yeah. I just love being there. It was the best. And uh, and so you started getting involved in the work, which is actually um, where I want to take this interview now. Yeah. What has the Lord been doing through you now? Because you've given your life to yeah. Jesus and he has turned you around and mm. sent you down a different path now. Yeah. So like, like I said, I got baptized through this evangelistic series and I could just see the need for me to, to work for God. Um, mm-hmm. Partly because of the people around me, but also, yeah, just reading my Bible. Um, the Bible says in you know, Matthew 28, like where it talks, Jesus gives the Great Commission and he tells us to make disciples. And I realized that, you know, I was now a disciple of Jesus and so that was my job. Um, so, yeah, I was like, 
a month baptized and I decided that I wanted to work for God. So I applied to go to this um, Bible school up north called mm-hmm. Arise up in Tweed. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I, I got accepted. And, you know, so yeah, like a month and a half after I got baptized, I'm driving up to the Queensland border to, to go to a Bible school to learn how to work for God. Were your your family like at all surprised about this? Like, yeah, it was pretty gnarly, like for sure. Um, <laughs> they're a little bit worried, um, but hey, like they could see that it was a good thing. Ultimately, mm-hmm. they could see it was what I wanted to do, and they were still in a really bad place. Um, I'm really thankful my family, like financially, is is now going very well. But at that time, like you know, I'd come to my dad before I drove up to a rise to to get my car off mm-hmm. him because he was living out of my car. Um, oh, and wow. Yeah, it was, it was still really heavy, heavy place. But, yeah, I could just see that God's calling on my life. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, so I was mm-hmm. up up in a rise. And, and now you've graduated. What are yeah. you doing now? Yeah, so for the last year, I've been uh, working for churches in mm-hmm. the North New South Wales Conference. Last year, I worked in at, at a Maitland Church. Which hey, is, yeah, woo. pastored by your boy, yours, uh-huh. <laughs> not yours truly, but um, Lyle Southwell. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, that was an amazing experience. Um, mm-hmm. But now it's crazy. It's kind of gone full circle because this year I'm working for Peter Watts. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy ah. who I went to, you know, evangelistic series and got baptized by, I'm now working for him mm-hmm. um, on what I call the Bible Worker World Tour. Yeah. Which is basically <laughs> I, I travel around the uh, the North New South Wales conference to different church in which Peter's going to go to. Yeah. Um, and I sort of prepare the community mm-hmm. um, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, to to come along to this these series that um, is maybe even more full circle than you realize yeah. because you had two girls knock on your door and now yeah. you're knocking on other people's uh, yeah, doors. Yeah, now I'm knocking on other Jesus. people's doors. I'm trying to find more Lawsons, you know. Um, <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Well, uh, I do hope you find more Lawsons because yeah. we kind of like this Lawson. So cool. if there's any more of them, bring them on. <laughs> Dude, truth. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Lawson. We're going to have you stick around whether or not you like it because we are now going to do our uh, Encounter with God section. We've already started a little bit into the time for it, but we're doing the um, uh, the the Sabbath School Bible Study Guide. So it's for those of you who are listening, this is the study guide. It is published worldwide every three months and 20 million people around the world simultaneously do this study the pamphlet, the um, the study guide is broken up into each day and there's a little section each day that you can study. And um, and then on the weekend, of course, we get together at various churches around the world and we study the weekend part. So, Lawson, you're happy to stay, aren't you? Yeah, sure. There's a Bible next to you. You can grab that Bible. Oh, sweet. We've been looking at the mark of the beast <clears throat> and, of course, the seal of God. And we're on the date June 14 and 15. So the Seal of God, just to recap, we've learned that the seal of God is the Sabbath, the true Sabbath, of course, being the seventh day of week, this the Saturday, uh, as per the Ten Commandments, and the mark of the beast being false worship as opposed to the true worship of the Sabbath, and that being Sunday worship. We also learned that it hasn't the mark of the beast and the seal of God haven't yet been enforced. <clears throat> no one has them yet. Because as of yet, we haven't um, had any sort of government power tell us, try and force us to keep um, mm. one one day holy and one day not holy. So we're going to have a look a bit more as the Sabbath as the seal. Taryn. 
Yes. How about you want to read out for us Revelation 14, verse 12. If you are listening along in your car, you can just uh, keep your hands on the wheel and we will read out the Bible verses for you. But if you are listening at home, grab a Bible and follow with us. Revelation chapter 14 and verse 12. Okay, this was a verse that we looked at yesterday. Mm. So it says, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Mm. So as we have seen the seventh day sabbath it has been a sign of god's true people like throughout history mm. beginning with adam and eve yeah you know continuing down through the time of israel you know if you think about the uh the israel israelite children um you know in contrast to the pagan societies you know they would be worshiping on sunday and the israelite children would be worshiping on saturday yeah so once again continuing sign we also see it perpetuated in the new testament church with the practice of jesus and the apostles and as a distinguishing sign of God's last day people, just like we read there, who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. Keeping the commandments of God, including the, the Sabbath. Ten, the Ten Commandments, yeah. the fourth one, the Sabbath. That's it. Mm. So why <clears throat> why is the Sabbath so important? And what special um, significance does it have for Christians? Let's check out Exodus 20, verses 8 to 11. Lawson, do you want to read that? Yes. Exodus 20, 8 to 11. And Taryn, how about you read Hebrews 4, verses 9 and 10? Got it. So Exodus 20, 8 to 11 says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is in your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Cool. Okay, so that was Exodus 20. Let me read Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. And it says, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself Mm. also ceased from his work as God did from his. So looking at these verses, you know, why is the Sabbath so important? Like what's the the special significance for Christians? I think think the the first one. Um, I think it's just the blessing of the Sabbath that it's this amazing rest mm-hmm. from from the world. Like I can attest as someone who wasn't keeping the Sabbath to was keeping the Sabbath um, at I guess a late age. You could say that yeah, dude, the Sabbath's amazing. Like you notice a, the change, you notice yeah, the blessing. It's this awesome time in which you get to to connect with God and just sort of put the cares of the world behind you. You know, mm. such a blessing. Yeah, and I think like the Sabbath was something that was instituted at creation. So it was Mm. instituted before there was an Israelite nation, before there was, you know, it was just Adam and Eve, you know, God's first um, humankind. And I love that God gave the Sabbath to Adam and Eve before they had even worked. Mm. It wasn't Mm. a rest from work for them, Mm -hmm. you know, God worked, then he rested, and we rest mm-hmm. before we can work, you mm-hmm. know? We're mm-hmm. saved. Um, and, I, like, it comes back to salvation as well. Like, we are mm-hmm. not saved by what we do. We're saved by what God has yeah. done for us. Lest we should boast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just love the fact that, you know, the Sabbath, it is so important. And 
you know, the special significance is that, you know, God gave it to us as a gift. Yeah, he blessed mm. it. He blessed it. God's special blessing mm. is we on. we get a blessing when we yeah, keep it. Yeah, that's it. Sure. And I think it's because God enters that time period as well. Like, you know, like God stopped his work and came and like rested mm. with Adam and Eve. He came to them. And whenever, um, you know, we keep the Sabbath, God comes to us as mm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a date with Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that's he it. He sets up this weekly date. You don't miss your date. You don't turn yeah. up on a date on the wrong day. You know, if yeah. you have a date with a, with a partner and you yeah. turn up on Tuesday when they said Wednesday, you'll miss each other. That's yeah. it. So it's a special date with God. We're going to take a quick song break and we're going to learn a little bit more about why the Sabbath is so important and so special. This is Josh Garrels with the song Further Along. Between the rock and the compromise Like truth and the 
park a loss fighting for my soul I got no place left to go Cause I got changed by what I've been shown There's more glory than the world has known Keeps me rambling on And skipping like a cave Loosed from his stall I'm free to love once and for all And even when I fall I get back up for the joy that overflows my cup Heaven filled me with more than enough Broke down my levees and my bluffs Let the flood wash me And one day when the sky rolls back on us Some rejoice and the others fuss Cause every knee must bow and tongue confess The Son of God is forever blessed His is the kingdom and we're the guests So put your voice up to the test Sing, Lord, come soon Back to Faith FM. You're with the Breakfast Show here with Mon and Taryn and Lawson Walters, who was joining us for our encounter with God's section. Uh, we just interviewed Lawson for his testimony story, and we loved it. And we asked him to stay for the Bible study. So we are looking at the Sabbath as a seal, and we just read out Exodus 20 and Hebrews 4. We were learning that the Sabbath is it's important, it's special. You know, the Sabbath appears in the heart of the Ten Commandments, and it was given by the Creator as a sign or a seal of His authority, and it actually identifies Him by naming it the Lord your God which identifies the realm over which he has jurisdiction. Mm. So like, you know, the heavens of the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. And it also identifies the basis of his authority, which is, you know, for six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth and mm. rested on the seventh day. So it tells us, you know, that he's the creator. So not, And we were talking about, you know, it's such a, a blessing to rest on the Sabbath, but the Sabbath also has to have a significance for end time, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, we can talk about how amazing the Sabbath is and, and how... Um, you know, God created and, and it was from creation. But I think uh, specifically to us, the important thing is that it's it's sort of it sets apart God's people. Um, mm-hmm. We can see that in the in the three angels' message. It says, you know, it's this big long sort of warning to the people on earth um, about what's to come in the end times, and you know, what are the consequences of of not being you could say in the fold of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he, you know, gives this sort of I guess. Um, encouragement. It's like, here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. Um, you know, the Sabbath is used in a way at the end of time to set apart God's people as, mm-hmm. you know, those true worshippers, those true followers of God. Um, yeah, the the saints. Yeah, it's, it's definitely significant in the end of time. And you know, I think there's a really interesting thing to note. Um, you know, we just talked about how, how you know, God is the creator 
mm. and uh, and the Sabbath commandment actually identifies him as such. You know, if we look at the new ide- the New Testament identifies Jesus as the one through whom God made all things, mm. um, and therefore it is Jesus who created our world in six days and rested on the Sabbath, and. Uh, and as as you know, and it is actually actually highly significant that when Jesus hung on the cross on that Friday afternoon, and he cried out, "It is finished," and just as he rested on the Sabbath after finishing his work of creation, he also rested in the tomb over the Sabbath after finishing his sacrificial work mm. by dying in our place for our redemption. So the Sabbath is doubly blessed. First at creation and then at the cross. Yeah, it's um, yeah. it's a reminder of God's creation and also God's redemption. You know mm. the. That you know, it's it's so beautiful to think of yeah. it like that. It's incredible. Yeah. And I mean, and that's why, like, according to the Book of Hebrews, um, in resting on the Sabbath, the Christians show that he has himself ceased from the works as God did from His. Mm. So we're actually mm. we're actually mirroring what Jesus does. We're doing as Jesus wow. does when we rest on the Sabbath. So the Sabbath is really a perfect symbol of the fact that we cannot save ourselves mm. from start to finish. It is Christ's work that made that made it, make it possible through through faith. Mm. Um, so if Sabbath I've got a question for you guys so if the Sabbath uh, symbolizes resting from our works what would the keeping of Sunday represent and how does this fit in with the basic character of Babylon which we were talking about Mm. earlier in the week yeah well I think you know um, if keeping the Sabbath symbolizes you know resting um, and our works. not working yeah. our way to salvation because it was it's Jesus that has made you know has mm-hmm. made it possible for us to be saved. Then I guess um, you know doing worshiping and keeping another day. You know, it not only is it going against what God has asked us to do, and not only have we missed that date with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of like us proving that hey, I'm working my way to yeah, salvation exactly like, yeah wow yeah yeah it's yeah. um kind of like cool to think about that you know you because it's the seventh day it's the final day of the week mm-hmm. um in which the the rest comes it's sort of to me it's sort of uh you know it's like a finality mm-hmm. like a, in the end it's that rest you know that gets us over the line it's the fact that you yeah. know jesus jesus is the one doing the work god is the mm. one doing the work to to give us salvation, um, in fact, to to the point where yeah, we're resting through that final, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, space. Whereas yeah, I think it's like if you're worshiping on the first day, it's sort of starting off with that rest yeah. and then and then working to the end. Yeah, and it's I think it's very much against the model of salvation. Yeah, that that we're working to be saved. Um, Absolutely, and we need we really need to rest in Jesus, don't we? Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, have that rest in Him. Um, so. Just as soon as the people of God are sealed in their foreheads, because we learned yesterday about the sealing in the foreheads and the mm. sealing in the hands, um, it's not just any seal or, or, or mark that can be seen, but it's a, it's a setting into the truth, uh, which we know we looked at. It's also both intellectually and spiritually um, mm. so that we cannot be moved just as God's people are sealed and prepared for, the, for this shaking, for the end time, um, which is, you know, it's already begun. Um, the judgments of God, you know, they're already, you know, taking place. He's already weighing us up. And um, just as, you know, we, we have this, we need to keep the Sabbath every week. We learned about this yesterday. Mm. It, doing it now prepares us for then. Mm. Doing it now is creating a relationship with God that will just continue through this end time, through this crisis that mm. people can get quite scared about. It's nothing to be scared about if we're studying now, mm. if we're studying the habit yeah. now, if we're That's creating it. that relationship with God. Mm. 
So what are some ways that we can reveal to others the truth about the mark of the beast and the seal of God that doesn't cause unnecessary controversy? Um, you know, this is quite like a, a hot topic, a heavy topic, mm, a scary topic. And it can be quite offensive if you think yeah. about it. If you, you know, mm. telling someone who has, you know, no idea about the Sabbath truth and they're very much, you know, on fire for Jesus and they love Jesus, but they don't know about the Sabbath truth and they mm. genuinely keep Sunday tr- uh, holy. Yeah. Um, what are some ways that you guys think, you know, because I think this is important. I think people will hear this radio program. They'll be like, wow, Sabbath truth. And they'll go and start beating someone else over the head with it. What are some ways maybe we could avoid the beating on the head? Yeah, well, I think, you know, like if we um, firstly emphasize how beautiful the sat- Saturday Sabbath is mm. and about, you know, like all of the verses that we've read about how, you know, exciting it is just to have that rest with Jesus on the Sabbath and, um, you know, and I think the focus comes in when we emphasize the right things rather than emphasizing the wrong things. Mm. Um, so if we're emphasizing how exciting and beautiful the truth of the Sabbath is um, and we share that with our friends and family that may not know about it, um, it's better than, you know, and lovingly um you know, invite them to keep the true Sabbath. Mm. That's a better way of going about it than just, yeah. you know, telling them how wrong they are for keeping Sunday mm. and judging them or whatever else comes along with that for keeping the wrong day. Yeah, I think, think something so important is, you know, leading by example. Mm. Um, yeah. I can say for myself, um, you know, seeing these young Christians keeping the Sabbath, I sort of knew in a way that Sabbath was the correct day of worship before I had even sort of proven it in the Bible yeah. because I could see through the example of these other Christians who were keeping keeping it, you know, the life that they were leading. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. And it was, yeah, such a blessing, such a blessing to my life. And mm. it was amazing. And, and did you find a correlation between um, like what they were doing and just like their general pers- persona and personality and attitude towards everything else in life as well? Oh, for sure. Like, you know, I think... The, the Bible says that the, the, uh, the laws are tutored to bring us to Christ, mm. um, which is actually like kind of funny if you think of it in that way, because it's like, oh, if we don't have the law, then how do we come to Christ? Like it's, you know, I could see through their keeping of the Sabbath yeah. that, you know, yeah, it just gave them this heart to love people yeah, um, because beautiful. they were spending that day to love God. Yeah. It gave them this heart to love people. That's say, say it again. Yeah. And, um, we need to, and we need to say grounded in prayer and let the Lord lead us. Mm, Lawson, sure. would you like to finish with prayer? Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah. Lord and Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you so much um, for the blessing of the Sabbath that we will be coming into soon. I want to thank you that, you know, you have a plan for all of our lives and you're leading and guiding us. And ultimately, yeah, we can study this stuff. We can see that the end times are gnarly um, and it's going to be difficult, but ultimately you're with us. Um, So thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways Before a word is on my tongue You know it completely, Lord You 
know it completely You hand me in Behind and before You have laid your hand upon me And such knowledge, Lord Is too wonderful for me Too lofty for me to attain Where can I go?
Welcome back to Faith FM. You're here with the breakfast show with Mon and Taryn and Lawson Walters. Filling in for nobody in particular. Just uh, having a good time. (laughs) (laughs) We are at the wonderful time of our show where we do the cue of the D, the question of the day. And today's a bit special because Taryn and I have a question for you, Lawson. Oh, here we go. This is exciting. So, Lawson, tell us. We would like to know, and I think it would be helpful for our listeners as well, Mm. what are some practical ways that we can share Jesus with our friends and family and um, neighbors and anyone Mm. else in our life that doesn't know him? Yeah, for sure. I think first and foremost... um it's it's their example. Mm-hmm. It's their example. You know, in in Luke chapter eight, the yeah. parable of the the sower, um, mm-hmm. how he's going around sowing seeds. Um, I believe so much that this the seeds that he's sowing, as much as it can be, you know, opening up the Bible with someone and doing a Bible yeah. study. It's so much like you're teaching someone about God mm-hmm. um, through your actions. Yeah. Mm. You know, for example, we we're talking about the Sabbath. If you keep if you're keeping the Sabbath, you're yeah. teaching someone about God by yeah. that action. So I think yeah. First and foremost, like just having that relationship with God and just living in a way that that reflects him. Mm. Um, I think secondly, something super practical I've learned is, dude, food wins people. (laughs) Food wins (laughs) people. (laughs) Like you have no idea. It's it's an amazing tool that, yeah. that we use. Like even as people working in the church, like we run, you know, Bible study groups, hangouts, different clubs and classes, but you always have to have food. Yeah. And, and it's so important. This to is like, actually biblical as well because Jesus yeah. always was breaking bread with left, yeah. right and center. He was breaking that bread. Yeah. In uh, Acts chapter two, talking about how yeah, they continued in, in doctrine and prayer, mm. but also the breaking of bread. Yeah. Like it's, it's so important because it's something that everyone can relate on. Yeah. Um, but being spiritual in it, like, yeah, going and getting a meal with your, you know, say, non-Christian friend and saying, hey, can, can we say grace before we eat? Mm-hmm. And just having that, you know, genuine fellowship mm. experience. Um, I think, you know, yeah, these are some things that you can do before you even open the Bible with mm. someone. Um, and now you had a Bible verse that you were telling us about uh, in the break as well. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the verse you know, to, to be in the world, but, but mm-hmm. not of the world, like, I'm pretty passionate about that because I feel like some people, some Christians can, can really get an idea that it's like, oh, like we can't be of the world and they kind of shelter themselves in a way. Yeah. Whereas in that call, it specifically says be in the world. Yeah. We have to be in the world. We have to, you know, be be living our lives in a, just be normal people, you yeah. know, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but be godly, be spiritual. But um, yeah, just spending time with people, like I'll be honest, I'm, you know, I'm a young person. I have a lot of friends who are outside of the church because most of my life I was outside of the church and, you know, I get invited to different parties and things mm. and, you know, even, even I have a limit. Um, Like I used to drink alcohol and stuff, but, you know, I sort of, yeah, whenever I get invited to parties, like if it's someone's birthday, I'll, I'll go along. And I, like I guarantee, like every time I'm there, it ends up, I have a spiritual conversation with someone yeah, where I share cool. God with them. Um, and that's just being faithful in, in that situation yeah. um, as Jesus was, you know, yeah. sitting God with the prostitutes and the sinners. God will lead yeah. you to have those divine encounters, yeah. so to speak. Mm. Well, thank you so much for answering our question. If you have a question of the day, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number to call. It's also the number to call if you want to have a stab at our quiz. I'm going to give you two clues at once. Okay. So did we do that one? Uh, we did do that one. Yes. The next clue of this, what am I? John the Baptist wore one of these made of leather 
And then this is one of the pieces of the armor of God. It's the blank of truth. Ooh. The blank of truth. Give us a call. Well, 1-800-FAITH-FM. If you know the answer, stick around. We'll be back with some free giveaways. Hi, my name is Aluka. I go to Townsville Seventh-day Adventist Church. We would love to have you join us on Saturday at 9.30 for Sabbath School Kids Program and then the main service at 10.45 a.m. For more information, Google Seventh-day Adventist Church, Townsville City.
Good morning and welcome back to Faith FM. You're in the breakfast show. This is Mon, Taryn and Lawson Walters. We are at that wonderful part of the show where we give away stuff for free. Don't even have to answer any quiz questions. You just call us and we'll give you it. And today we have a – we always have a box in the corner of our office that is full of our prizes. And today I said to Lawson, our guest today, I said, Lawson, go pick something out of the box, whatever you want. And you picked something out that was quite significant. What did you pick out and why? So I picked out this amazing album. Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a 12-track record by um, a lady named Carly Fletcher called Follow the Lamb. And this is important to me because Carly Fletcher is an absolute legend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So – like, you know, I was talking, I was saying before, um, some people knocked on my door mm-hmm. and then, you know, eventually I went into Bible studies. Carly Fletcher actually gave me my first ever Bible study. Really? Yeah. So. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. incredible. Yeah. And we have her music album sitting yep. here now. That's, yep. that's yep. great. That's a really nice story. So you, you had not never met God before. You have mm. some people knock on your door and the next thing you know you're doing bible studies with a lady whose album you're giving away today yeah, for free yeah, yeah. that's a great i love it so if you would like a copy of carly fletcher's album follow the lamb and i love that title song by the way we mm. love playing it on here on our, on faith fm the number to call is 1-800-FAITH-FM that's 1-800-324-843 to be the first person to call through you can even text us your address we want it sent to and we will send it to you. The number to text is 0491-064-669. And of course, if you have any questions or you would like to know more about the Bible, we can definitely set you up with Bible studies. Just give us a call as well and we can sort that out for you. Guys, thank you so much for coming in and helping us out today. Wasn't it a really fun show yeah, this morning? I really enjoyed it. Mm. I especially really enjoyed the part where Lawson came and then didn't leave. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that too. It's always fun to have a third host. Maybe we should just lock him into the studio and leave him here all weekend till oh, we get back on Monday. He's can- still here. Yeah, talk to my boss about that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, give us a call if you want us to lock Lawson in here. <laughs> We'd like to hear more from him next Please week. Please don't call the cops on us, however. <laughs> it's, it's good Holding fun. It's just a Prank. Yeah, that's it. Oh, hey, Lawson, we forgot to ask you, what are you grateful for today? What am I grateful for? Well, it's like sunny. Um, it's so, so sunny. Like, so I've been in Kempsey and it's like, that's where I'm working at the moment mm-hmm. and it's been pretty cold. And oh, yeah. I, I went down to Canberra last weekend and it was freezing. Yeah. And now I'm up here back back in Newcastle and it's that classic sun and it's just just. Just the best. Just yeah. a blessing. Sunshine is good. I love sunshine. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us, of course. And stay tuned. We have some wonderful, great programming coming up for the rest of today. Uh, followed um, right now with a song by Guru Mool and Paul Kelly. It's the song Amazing Grace. And we hope that you have a wonderful, blessed Friday, a wonderful, blessed preparation day, and that your Sabbath tomorrow is one that's a special one. <laughs> 